0: Humble yourself before your mother. You've got to bend down low. Humble yourself before your mother. You've got to know what she knows and we can lift each other up. Higher and higher, we can lift each other up. Higher and higher, humble yourself before your sister. You've got to bend down low. Humble yourself before your sister. You've got to know what she knows and we can lift each other up. Higher and higher we can lift each other up. Humble yourself before your daughter, you've got to bend down low. Humble yourself before your daughter, you've got to know what she knows and we can lift each other up. Higher and higher, we can lift each other up. Humble yourself before your family. You've got to bend down low. Humble yourself before your family you've got to know what they know and we can lift each other up higher and higher we can lift each other up humble yourself before the ancestors you've got to bend down low Humble yourself before the ancestors, we've got to know what they know. Yes, we can lift each other up, higher and higher we can lift each other up, higher and higher we can lift each other up. Higher and higher we can lift each other up Humble yourself before your community You've got to bend down low Humble yourself before your community We've got to know what we know, yes we can lift each other up higher and higher we can lift each other up higher and higher we can lift each other up higher and higher we can lift each other up up. can lift each other up, let's lift each other
1: up. Hello and welcome to the Womb Centered Healing Podcast. I'm Sama Morningstar and I have Neelam here with me today. Thank you so much for joining me, Neelam. I um, recently got to meet uh, Neelam and interview you for an interview her for the um, embodied shakti summit that's coming up in april and i just want to mention that if you would like to listeners would like to sign up to have access to that embodied shakti summit you can do so by going to embodiedshaktisummit.com and um, so I'll just start out right there. Um, and I highly recommend it because I've interviewed in that summit uh, beautiful speakers and body chakti practitioners and womb-centered healing practitioners like Neelam. And I'm so excited to talk with you again about these topics. So today we're going to focus in on what does womb-centered healing mean to you. So I'd love for you to introduce yourself a little bit, share a little bit more about your work. Where you're at, and what does womb centered healing mean to you?
2: Uh, good morning from India, Sama, and thank you for having me. Uh, and as before we begin, I would like to thank you for uh, putting all the energy in collaborating this great event across the world because as I've been listening to different podcasts and you're uh, meeting different speakers, it's a wonderful opportunity to get to know not only. <clears throat> different people but also the scope of this whole work Uh, it's not just limited to what each one of us is sharing but as uh, we reach out and understand and meet different people and different women across the community who are into uh, the feminine work it gives us an idea how deep and how vast this work can go so it's really a beautiful opportunity not only amongst us to get to know that but also Uh, it's a highly encouraged for all of us listening to these these to this podcast and to these interviews to realize the scope of the moon work and how important it is and how deep it is so thank you so much for putting it together for all of us
1: Mm, thank you thank you for for the work that you're doing too we're all participating I, i like to imagine in fact i've had many visions that look very similar to the mandala behind you with the flower of life. So one of my main visions in my purpose, when I go into meditation and ask for guidance about my purpose, I get this image of the flower of life in a spherical form surrounding our beautiful planet earth. And that we are all uh, energy nodes, each of our wombs, our energy nodes on that flower of life. So if you can see the mandala behind Neelam's head, you can see that each petal of the flower joins together and the center of the flower, it becomes a node and that we're all creating this web of revitalizing womb energy that is gestating the new life on this planet that we're collectively birthing. And so um, that, that's the vision of this work. And so it's wonderful that you have that, one, that beautiful mandala that I could explain that next to so people can see the vision with me and that we get to be uh, literally on opposite sides of the planet right now. Right. our womb passion together, together, through this.
2: And, and and you so beautifully said that the center is a node and weaving or weaving it for rebirthing the consciousness together, uh, because that is one thing about the spiritual fraternity, uh, which I see across the world, uh, is unnecessary insecurity among different healers, uh, different uh, people on the spiritual path, unnecessarily rivalry, competition. And the one beautiful thing that you are doing is collaboration. And I read along the same lines, a beautiful uh, quote uh, around the same lines that instead of competition, if we can have collaboration, we can rebuild and rebirth uh, the consciousness together so that we don't have to operate from that space of lack or space of worry or space of insecurity. And that's the beauty of the womb wisdom that when we operate from that essence, there is no, nobody higher, nobody lower. There is no hierarchy. There is no insecurity. The, the womb circle grows together in weaving its web together collectively uh, in its own unique essence together. And that's such a beautiful vision that you just shared. And that's a beautiful uh, aspect that inspires me too. Mm-hmm.
1: And, uh, you know, in that collaboration too, there's an, ele- there's an essence to womb-centered collaboration That's very motherly
2: um,
1: in that, uh, you know, a mother might have many children and she may even adopt many children and she loves them all equally, even if those children don't agree or see the world from a completely different perspective. Uh, I know this from my experience of my own mother and the differences in lifestyle and philosophies between myself and my siblings and she loves us all equally, <laughs> even though um, you know not everyone treats her with the amount of respect that I feel she deserves uh, She still loves everyone equally, and so that womb centered sense of collaboration mm-hmm. for me uh includes all all perspectives um, and and uh, that that want to be included right all perspectives really? that want to be included, and you know of course clearly there's an importance of having healthy boundaries and if somebody has a hateful perspective towards yeah. me or towards other people in the community then um that that there needs to be boundaries that that, that, the, the, that people with that kind of perspective don't get to come in and, and be abusive to the community um, and be hateful towards people. So there's also that healthy, fierce mother energy of taking care of the space and making sure everyone's perspective is respected and honored and nourished um, in the collaboration. And so um, it's, it's very thrilling to be interviewing Um, people like yourself with the with the spiritual and cultural background that you have I have several guest speakers from India one of whom actually grew up as a Christian in India and now lives in London wow and and goes back to visit her Christian family in India on a regular basis so that's a very unique and interesting perspective and I have another well that another woman for a doula from india that i interviewed on the podcast as well i don't know if you saw her oh um, her name is her name is neela <laughs> so i got the two of you mixed <laughs> but um so and then i'm also interviewing um muslim women a couple of muslim women um Belly dancing spiritual practice is one of the, one of the practices yoga instructors from various traditions, uh, for the summit, including the Kemetic tradition, which is the pre-colonial Egyptian spiritual tradition and mythology. Um, I'm also interviewing indigenous women from, uh, from the United States, um, who have either, um, indigenous background in the U.S. and also some that have indigenous Mexican lineage and are um, practicing those practices as well. Um, and, And just a variety of other, a wide variety and diversity of people so so that all perspectives are included and woven together and completing the picture, you know, I, I always love this story of the all the different monks from all the different traditions that are blindfolded and feeling an elephant. And they're all trying to describe what the elephant is. And one of them has the tail and says it feels like (laughs) a rope with a tassel end. And another one has the flank and it's saying it's this big, solid thing. And another one has the trunk and it's saying it's this flexible thing that moves all around. And they all have a different... And they're all arguing about how their their understanding of the elephant is the right thing. (laughs) And, you know, then there's the grandmother that comes around and unblindfolds them all and says, you're all... Up, the same elephant, you know. <laughs> you don't have to argue. You're you're just describing a different part of the same elephant,
2: and so, so so it's beautiful, as you say, because we have a full gamut and a full circle, and uh, of 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 all of us sharing unique perspectives, including yours, uh, with everyone, and mm-hmm. that's that's the beauty of the feminine principle because it is inclusive, all inclusive, mm-hmm. and yet it is unique, and it is it is represented in a circle it is not linear so there is no hierarchy Mm -hmm. uh, and yet it is a circle of protection it is a circle uh, which includes everybody nobody's high nobody's low Uh, even one person may be facilitating and yet we are a part of the same circle Mm -hmm. and and so that's the beauty of the feminine energy that it is not uh, like the masculine energy this or that it is this and that and that is why sometimes it confuses people because they find it very difficult to understand the uh, feminine energy because it can be this sometimes and it can be that sometimes and it can be both it can be even even in our cycles uh, certain phase of our cycle menstruation cycle certain phases are high energy which is outgoing and vivacious and yang and certain phases are absolutely yin, which are retreating and going within and absolutely no bullshit and me time so so precisely why many times uh, it is very difficult to understand women because their nature is cyclical their nature is not linear and that's the whole divine feminine she is, she encompasses the entire universe she's not this or that so she cannot be really defined and she encompasses everything and she is this and that so that is why the beauty of the circle even when we do the workshops we have women sitting in a circle and i have not seen that in most of the workshop people have this uh, classroom type of a setting mm-hmm. uh, many times within their uh, workshops mm-hmm. and it, it automatically creates that you know the student the teacher uh, hierarchy mm-hmm. whereas in a circle uh, the teacher becomes the student the student becomes a teacher and yet the teacher is holding space and sometimes the student is holding space so it's very beautifully weaving itself together and then the divine mother comes in and does her uh, thing so it's really beautiful uh, as the energy goes off the circle. Mm-hmm.
1: Beautiful. And I, it sounds like you have quite a bit of experience working in the circular format with people. But I imagine that um, some of your workshop attendees, and, and just in case we didn't articulate that, uh, Neelam leads feminine empowerment workshops and healing workshops all over India. And have you done any in other places besides India? Not yet. Not yet, but maybe soon. Yes. <laughs> hint, hint. Um, and so you're working in this circle and you may very well get new students who may be new to this non-hierarchical uh, format and and womb-centered way of working. And so I'm curious to hear what some of the challenges that people face when they come into that structure of learning for the first time that you might have experience with where it is challenging for them to or confusing to settle into some of those things that you were just sharing about?
2: Well, uh, we haven't had much challenges as such because we, before the workshops begin, we laid the setup in a circle and we have the altar in the center. And this has been happening for all of our workshops, even when we started with shamanism and other uh, workshops like ancestral healing and dreams and so on. So even in the women oriented workshops, and then when we talk about the circle and the yin and the yang, even in shamanism or even in uh, why circle and why feminine energy is not linear, but it is cyclical, and then connected with our bodies and women's bodies in particular, people do understand and get it as to... Uh, why a circle is important, because everything, even in the fundamental sense, when we talk about the principle of Shamanism, is that everything in our lives moves around in, in a cycle and in a, and in a circle. The drum is circular, our clock is circular, the bird's nest is circular. All principles of nature uh, evolve, uh, are our constellations, the sun, the moon, the earth, everything is circular. So. So it is very easy for people to relate uh, why circle is important and even in uh, the principle of cause and effect and the principle of balance when we talk in shamanism, uh, that's the two fundamental principles in all of nature, the yin and the yang, and all of nature is to bring balance to these core principles and then we go about discussing fundamental aspects of it and and why seasons and cycles are important. Uh, They do get a gist of it because even Uh, our our life is a cyclical circle. We are born, we grow up, we become adults, uh, we age and then we die. All seasons are also following the circular pattern like spring, summer, autumn and winter. Our days are like that. The day grows, the sun peaks at 12, then the sun sets and then at night we rest. So, So when we give these kind of examples that all of life, not only just our bodies, are a circle and then it is so beautiful for a woman to experience this cycle and circle and know this wisdom of nature in her body mm-hmm. and it is an easy correlation to get that how important uh, this is for a woman to understand that she doesn't have to go seeking power outside uh, she doesn't have to go seeking temples outside she lives a temple within her womb and through her, through her cycles and within her womb and that's, that's and as as long as she's aligned to those different cycles and different phases of the cycle that itself is huge empowerment for a woman Mm -hmm.
1: and and you know i've been to a number of workshops with similar that teach similar principles and my Mm -hmm. experience is when you're in a workshop like that with skillful Mm -hmm. facilitators that are working in this circular way demonstrating this uh integrated way of being with the cycles holding space for everyone to be wherever they're at in their own personal cycle and integrating that into the the what we're working with in the in the workshop it's easy for and that's one of the beauties of of having workshops and retreats like this it's easy for us to rest into that and some of the challenge then happens when you go home and your life may not be integrated and supportive of of you living that way honoring your own cycles honoring the cycles of nature and there may be some challenges there and I know that when we talked spoke before you shared about how you offer ongoing support to your workshop attendees, which is not always the case with most workshop leaders that I've known. They don't necessarily have any kind of ongoing support available that that's, you know, reasonable and, and easy to integrate into your life. And so I wonder if you could share about how you support, um, your workshop attendees to integrate this awareness that they get steeped in during the workshop into their day-to-day lives and make whatever changes or adjustments they need to, you know, my my desire was always to make my whole life feel how it felt to be at this workshop surrounded by supported people and everyone on the same page and like that. And so I've worked to create that for myself, but it's not always easy because I work at organizations that don't Take these principles into account, and I have to deal with them on a day to day basis. And people who aren't living that way, you know, I've just only recently uh, started explaining to my husband about my cycles and how my activity levels need to change in order for my health to be at the optimum, and uh, needing his support. To do that because i'm less available to pick up the slack with the household chores for example and things like that and at, during certain phase of my cycle and so i only recently included him in the planning because he said oh by the way a co-worker wants me to work for six days this week to cover for her and i pointed out well that's the week I'm gonna be menstruating. And we did that last month. And remember what happened. I was less available. And it used to be that I would just pick up the slack anyway, even though even though I needed that downtime during my menstrual cycle. It's taken me years to get to the point of saying to my husband, you know, years of of going to workshops and reiterating and reestablishing and working on organizing my own stuff, my own schedule and all of that around that. And now to say, to be able to say to my husband was a huge, I realized how huge that was. I said to him, actually, I'm not going to be able to pick up the slack if you work six days and have less to give in the household. And he said, Oh, okay. (laughs) I'll uh, tell my coworker that that's not the best week. And maybe she, maybe I can sub her on a different week. It was that easy. It was like, oh, okay. And, but the, I'd been preparing by sharing with him, this is what I need to do. I don't wanna plan trips on that week. We canceled a couple of trips bec- that we were gonna take. You know, and so including him in that process and including the people in our lives and, and overcoming that menstrual shame enough to allow it to influence our decision-making and our planning. And allowing the unknown of it, because we don't know the exact date, it varies depending on the moon and depending on all the other factors in our lives. And so uh, being able to assert that, you know, I'm going to need this for this whole week uh, uh, and understanding that that whole week may be, there may be something that I need and expressing that to others. And uh, it's very revolutionary. You know, and so I, I'm curious to hear how you support and, and stories that you might have heard from your workshop. I'm hearing you. I'm seeing you chuckling. <laughs>
2: <or imagining. laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm bubbling with enthusiasm to share because this is the exact story that I hear in the workshop. People who have 16 hour days and 15 hour days and they don't know how to rest or what to do and so on. So I'm like, yeah, bring it on. So tell me, (laughs) how how do you support them to rearrange their lives uh, So so,
1: so accommodate
2: this? Few few things I pick up from your words itself and that's what I say uh, and it's revolutionary and yet it is simple because you can just ask. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, it's it's amazing, you can just (laughs) ask and explain it and
1: say, this is what I need for my feminine health and well-being and a loving husband or a loving friends and loving clients and and co-workers are, you know, if you say it like that, this is what I need for my optimum health and well-being as a woman. Then that, you know, how are they gonna say no?
2: The first thing begins with, I feel awareness and a woman realizing that, uh, all days of her month are not going to be saved yes. the way we've been culturally brought up everywhere is uh, a woman becomes the doer many times because she finds significance through her doing uh, many women in, 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 in India particularly have this shaming around just being, around just resting mm. so the moment they get into that rest or be even if they realize they are overdoing there is that guilt There is that feeling of inadequacy. There is that feeling of, oh, uh, how can I rest? Because they've learned it through their mothers and they've learned it through their mothers that, you know, a woman finds significance or importance. And this is very subliminal. This is not consciously told. But girls have many times been shamed. Oh, why are you sitting idle? Come on, get up and do something. And so we learn that resting is not okay. However, uh, a constant reminder to the students and to all of us is to realize that the feminine principle uh, is not of doing 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 it is a pause it is resting and hence the pregnant pause because only when we pause we can recuperate regenerate rest and then go on to the action phase so it is very important to honor that phase and remember so so working around that guilt of resting many people are struggling with that Uh, second uh, struggle which i feel is people in india Uh, particularly who are in the corporate world have and some of them have long hours Uh, we do not work by the per hour system here in india and so people go beyond their working hours they have two hours traveling plus 10 to 12 hours working working day in their office puts them absolutely into that fatigue state so where is the time of honoring the menstruation cycle or even slowing down that's where the whole challenge comes in Uh, plus you have children as you say and other responsibilities of house your so how am I supposed to say for seven days I'm just going to rest it practically in today's life doesn't seem even thinkable mm-hmm. so that's where uh, the my my concept which applies in all aspects of changes what baby steps can you take to integrate this and people will come up with concepts I said okay so if you want to have peace what baby steps will you do to create peace What baby steps will you do to do this? So we really chunk it down because when I think about it as a concept, this whole change feels overwhelming. I don't Mm -hmm. even know that. How am I going to implement that? So I can begin it with one baby step, like a baby. The baby learns to crawl and then fall and that's okay. And then baby also learns to pick it, pick it, pick herself or himself up and then again take one step and that's okay. So this is how we can give a signal to our bodies and to our universe, look, I'm trying. And when we do that, the universe also supports because it tests us no doubt when we try to make a change, but it also supports. So we always have to commit to make one step and then the universe sets in and bring in its help with another step and then it comes a full circle. So, okay, I cannot stay the whole day at home, but when I come back from work, can I say no to socializing? Can I say no Uh, to tv can i say i will at least have half an hour for my quiet time and i would not like to be disturbed can we make start making these small mini changes in our life before the big change can even happen and and i talk this from my own experience because when i learned this cycle i myself did not know how i'm going to align because i travel so much and then i would consciously remember okay i'm in this phase the energy is ripe so let me finish this off so that when my other part of the cycle comes when i have to slow down i don't have to do those laborious mechanical uh, physical oriented tasks which can tire me and i realize through my body that when i am pushed into doing tasks or something activities which are not majorly aligned or do not give myself rest my body acts up my body talks out loud i have a backache i have you know irritability anger triggers and so i sit back and realize okay this is the phase i need to slow down so i will not do any per se activity for super duper marketing if some creativity is bubbling i'll honor that and i'll write it out because that's my way of expressing so this is how also by giving examples from my personal life how i have taken baby steps and honored the cycle and mm-hmm. then when i did that universe automatically would align itself in such a way that the difficult tasks which require my mental, physical attention will not appear during the cycles, during the phases of the cycle when I'm supposed to rest. It started Mm -hmm. aligning and Mm -hmm. it of course goes up and sometimes you will be more aligned and sometimes you will be less aligned and you kind of go with that flow. And of course the cycles will overlap today. We don't have that privilege like we had in the ancient times that we will have those red tents where we will have absolute seclusion and we will absolutely have that quiet time. We don't have that privilege, but we can... Begin by making some baby steps, creating honor to our bodies or to our minds and spirit as to how I can honor the energy of this space in a minuscule way. And that will create a bigger change going forward.
1: Mm-hmm. Beautiful. And so I'm curious as to some of the, uh, if uh if there are any memorable baby steps that you've had some of your workshop attendees come up with for themselves in their lives. Do you remember any uniquely um, uh, creative baby steps that that any of the women you've worked with have have shared with you
2: so uh, first the constant reminder uh, rest is not to feel guilty about rest is the feminine principle constant reminder about that Uh that, uh, that you know we need to rest in order to manifest so i say always say I had a picture of a goddess uh, who was just laying down and uh, it's a very unique picture I was shown and it immediately come, came out of my mouth. The goddess rests and yet manifests. So yes. uh, so, so I make sure I talk about it in my workshops a lot uh, and even in my uh, sharings that I do for spreading the word around the workshop, I have a, literally an article that says, The principle of effortlessness of the Divine Feminine, the efforting, the struggle, the push approach comes from the masculine. The Feminine principle is effortless and it doesn't mean we don't have to take any action, but that action doesn't have to come from a point of space of struggle. So we can make it happen effortlessly, so constant reminder of that, that the Feminine principle is the principle of effortlessness and the Goddess rests and yet manifests because the pregnant pauses are necessary. For the void is necessary uh, for birthing something new. So we need to we need to remember that. So constant reminders and working through women's guilt around their resting uh, phase. And then of course the practical steps as to slowing down, saying no to socializing during the uh, <clears throat> during the phases of uh, the the moon. Mm-hmm. You can say, okay, I don't want to go out. You can say, I will leave her office not 12 hours a day, but maybe 11 hours a day. And I can say that to my boss and I'll pick up the threads later on. Come back in home and maybe get over the impulse of being on social media, get over the impulse of being on a phone or computer or TV. Just give yourself that little deep breath, relaxing baths and begin there. And, and when the new cycle begins, just become aware that this is a new cycle and you are energetic and you can pick up the slack in that phase. And so absolute those tasks which can be absolutely be postponed, like uh, unless, of course, paying a bill is absolutely mandatory. You can't say, okay, I'm in my pause, so I will not pay. However, if it can be postponed, if the due date has not yet come, if organizing the wardrobe or your house can be put on hold, can you remind yourself that, okay, it is okay for me to slow down, (laughs) okay for me to rest, and then just do that. And it comes, of course, with conscious awareness and conscious practice uh, through the cycle mm-hmm. yeah
1: and and that's a it's such a deeply ingrained way too that you know it, that we somehow inherit it that you know we don't that there's no time for that rest and that there's all these important things that need to happen and all of that and we and even if nobody in our life is telling us that which that's very very unlikely. There's going to be people in our lives that are really running that that energy and and possibly even putting it on us. Um, but then there's also the internalized version of those storylines that I've got to hurry up. There's so much to do. I better get on it right now, and I don't have time to rest. And so just that simple principle and and reminding and I, I can imagine it would be a wonderful practice to have that image of the reclining goddess. Um, I, I think I saw you created, a, you, you sent out a post uh, or something about that with the, picture, with the image of the, crea- the resting goddess. I yes. think that, That's not the first time I heard you say that. I think you put that out there, and, um, and wouldn't it be lovely to have, to circulate that image of that
2: goddess? with that uh, and, yeah. and one thing which the women tell me as you said you found it difficult to share it with your husband even after years of being together and it was the first time that you kind of you know learned to say no and, and you ask so and women all uh, always tell me please teach this to our men <laughs> the, the cycle that we go through this Men need to know this. You need Mm -hmm. to teach men. So, So that's another idea percolating that even men have their own cycle and they can be, uh, you know, in in their own vision. And if they are aligned with the, not necessarily aligned exactly, but if it is a woman's north, it can be a man's south, wherein he can be all action and the woman can get a phase to slow down. So that's another uh, aspect which can be looked at or which needs to be looked at, that women uh, need to, share this with their uh, children, with their partners, uh, with whomsoever they interact with, the the cyclical nature of their own life and help them understand. See, it's nothing you. It's it's just me that I'm going through this and I need to honor that. And as Mm -hmm. you rightly said, if the the partner or the siblings are loving a partner or siblings, they will understand and they will honor. Mm -hmm. Like when I'm in my north, Paul makes sure he's in his south and I have to constantly remind him. Hey, it's your South now, so be aware. <laughs> so I'm
1: curious, you're using these terms that you're in your North or in your South, uh, and listeners might not be familiar with what that means. Could you explain? It sounds like you are applying some principles of the medicine wheel and the directions. Um, yes, yes, So if I am understanding correctly, uh, what you're referring to as the north is
2: that the action-taking time? Uh, no, the north will be the uh, the winter, the dark dark moon, the okay. resting phase. That's yeah. the resting time, and so yeah. if so, just so the spring phase will be the, the typically the pre-ovulatory phase, wherein the cycle is ended and new cycle has begun. So new seeds are being sown, the new life is birthing and, and that's so the, the activity, east. Correct, correct. That's the east. Yeah, and so the energies are high of a little girl she's bubbling she's full of this vivacious enthusiastic joyful little girl energy which is outgoing so all the tasks about sowing your project sowing seeds beginning new things picking up the slack from the winter from the north uh, from the dark moon will happen in, in this particular phase of the east and then the of course the summer of which is the ovulatory phase of the mother, wherein she is the mother of the family. She goes beyond herself. So, all I encourage women who are into overdoing become aware. You can, this is the phase where you can do all the overgiving of the mother, all the socializing, all the joys, and all that outgoing activity that you do and of engaging with life and of of that fullness energy is available to you. So, go ahead and do it, and you will not get frustrated or fatigued in this phase. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we have the slowing down of the waning moon, which is the autumn, the West, when the sun is setting and or the moon is waning and, and the day is about to end where we begin to slow down. This is the PMS phase, which we talk about, the, the, uh, the sun is setting or the moon is waning and the day is about to end. So we kind of introspecting, how was my day winding up? The day has not yet ended, but we are beginning to recline. And then before and we that's the, the north, West. So that's the West. That's that's the beginning. That's the West. Yes. And the beginning of slowing down. This is where the, the uh, agitation happens to many women and many women go through PMS symptoms because they do not understand the importance of beginning to slow down. And the creative energies are very, very high because it's water. It's the unconscious. It's intuitive energies which are flowing. And so women are bubbling with that creative energy. And if they do not understand and are able to give that a release then that comes out as trigger and anger and irritation and all those pms symptoms Mm -hmm. Uh, so so many women come asking what can we do about that and that is the aspect of them aligning to realize uh, to give uh, expression to that creative energy which is bursting within and then of course the last phase of the periods of the moon cycle of the bleeding of the blood the winter and the north wherein you slow down one cycle is ending before the spring take comes again, and then we go another cycle. Mm-hmm.
1: And and we have these. You know, I've been playing with how to chart these energy flows and, and explored all the various ways that we have drawn or charted from various different traditions, from moon calendars, lunar calendars, to mm-hmm. the the medicine wheel, to, you know, there's so many different ways, and they all sort of overlap and, and um, create these charts. And then you've got, you know, bigger ones and smaller ones. So there's a woman's monthly cycle, but there's also a daily cycle, like you were saying, and, and that, that, um, people with more masculine hormonal and, and body rhythms might be, might feel more strongly the rhythm of the daily, uh, the sun rhythm, the solar rhythm, whereas women, uh, women are, are people with more feminine, um, energies flowing through them and who are menstruating or not menstruating, but really feeling those feminine energies are going to be cycling in that month long cycle. Mm-hmm. But then all of us are cycling in the, in the year long cycle of the seasons, mm-hmm. as well as the lifelong cycle mm-hmm. of our lifetime. As well as even bigger cycles, uh, and that we, you know, of astrological cycles, you know, mm-hmm. ages of, you know, periods of time. I know in Vedic astrology, there's mm-hmm. long ages that have certain mm-hmm. themes. That humanity is collectively cycling through, and so so there's all of these circles within circles within circles, which again make creates the the flower of life. Like right behind you, there's all those circles: the bigger outer circle and the little circles in between inside, all um, connecting together. And I just. I feel like I want to make an app to chart all of those cycles or something.
2: Because, you know... You know, this is where the embodiment comes into picture. Wanting to make an app again would be like thinking the masculine way. Right. Why not tune into our own bodies and our own womb and, and, and feel and learn and, and learn that the wisdom which is already there in our bodies. This is the yes. embodied Shakti all about. You know, I want to share something. When I learned the cycle, I was like thinking mentally. How am I going to remember all this? Now what am I going to do? How will I remember this cycle embodies this energy? At that time, my medicine wheel and uh, the womb cycle had not aligned, or I had not integrated that wisdom that it's the same thing. And I'm like, even if I teach this to women, they will feel the same that I'm feeling. It will become all theoretical. How will I bring this to their bodies? How will I bring this to their body consciousness? And how will they remember? Uh, They remember and they need to remember. So so I was like, this is all getting theory. And this is, it made me very restless. And I'm walking at night, or sleeping. And I'm taking strolls in my living room. And I'm like, goddess, give me some way wherein I can make this experiential uh, for women. And then the idea came and the inspiration came. Four phases of the moon. So before sharing that waxing moon means X, and this aligns with x aspect of your cycle i have women connect meditate through their womb the waxing phase of the moon so they connect with the waxing phase of the moon they they allow the waxing phase of the moon to come and merge into their of the moon to come and merge into their wombs and how does that energy pulsate within their womb and body and then they have a conversation with the moon and then they come back and then we have a sharing circle as to what does this, what did the waxing moon tell you? What does it represent? What medicine does it bring? What mm-hmm. gifts does it offer? And how did it feel in your body when you merged with the waxing moon? What did your body tell you? What did your body signal? What vibrations did you get? And we have all that written down. And mm-hmm. then we correlate it mm-hmm. to the phase of the cycle of a woman. So, mm-hmm. so one is that aspect which came in. And so we have these various attributes written that vaccine moon represents this, A, B, C, D, E, and, and then correlating it to the women's cycle. And this is the first phase of your cycle, the pre-ovulation phase. So now that even doesn't end there because it's still felt, but still not, still little outside. So I said, okay, one by one, we all will get up. Each one of you gets to pick up one medicine, one attribute, one quality of this phase. And you are going to show me through your body how this attribute is embodied. Mm. So we we try to teach our bodies through external gesturing like Damswarath. So everybody is so conscious and sitting tight. And I said, no, 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 no. we are not moving <laughs> until you embody this for me. And so everybody will pick up the easiest one. It's really interesting to observe how mm-hmm. shy we are of our bodies, how how conscious we feel around our bodies and how we are just not that is another aspect of shaming which which we have right around our bodies and so it helps to break that jinx also parallelly as we are uh, embodying it through our bodies the attributes which the young girl demonstrates so, and then slowly slowly everybody will open up it takes a little nudging and uh, you, you know, could cajoling even,
1: right you can even play a little game of of um what's that of um What's that game called where you have to act out the name of a movie with silently get people to say that? What is that? What's that game called? Do you know? Do you have that
2: game? Uh, No, but yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, it's like um, the name of the movie and you enact it through your body.
1: Yeah, right. But you could do that with the different phases of the cycle uh, and turn it into a little bit of a game. And so, you know, again, here we are in the workshop with you you know embodying this you know overcoming our nervousness about enacting something with our body doing it and then that has to translate or that will can then it can start to translate into having permission to embody that in my everyday life so if I am there in front of everyone embodying that Exuberant little girl energy uh, that might be a place where I'm very uncomfortable to to live, right, or that restful goddess energy of doing nothing and just being, I might embody that in the workshop, but in my life that may be very uncomfortable for me to live it, but having that permission in the workshop, and then I'll remember that in my bones of what it felt like to embody that attribute and possibly find ways to allow that to happen, because that's, you know, whereas before that experience, I might feel the impulse that my body wants to go there, and I say, no, 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 you don't have permission to go there. And now I say, wait a second, this is an attribute that I have permission, and in fact, I need to go there, and my body knows and is calling me there, so yes, I have permission to go there. And how can I set it up to, so that I can go there by, you know, so it, I can see how those embodying embodiment practices can be really helpful to integrate that into, into our lives. So thank you so much for doing this work with women. And, um, and so I just want to, in order to wrap up, I just want to, um, have you share with us if someone wants to get in touch with you and learn more about your work, how might they do so? Uh,
2: They can get in touch with me through our website. Uh, uh, It's along with our other shamanic practices that we offer, Mm -hmm. www.shamanic-vision.net. You can find us on Facebook. My name is Neelam Nanwani. Uh, And you can find us through our website as well.
1: Okay. Wonderful. And you can also hear more from Neelam and myself in the upcoming Embodied Shakti Summit. And you can sign up for the free access to that summit at embodiedshaktisummit.com. So Thank you so much for joining me once again in the Womb Centered Healing Podcast. Yes. Any last words of wisdom before we sign off?
2: Be you and the universe will support and know that the goddess rests and yet manifests. So you have all the ability to rest and yet have a life, effortless life of magnificence and radiance that you already are. And we can all work towards remembering it and reclaiming it.
1: Thank you. So we can re-listen to that message over and over again. <laughs> That's the beauty of the podcast. You can download this and listen to it as many times as you need to remember that. And when that understanding might seem far away or unreal, just to remember that. that we, we can always take baby steps and it take they have to
2: be done all at once just baby steps
1: <laughs> yes all right well thank you so much once
2: again and that's all for now folks until next time see you